What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about pre and post workout nutrition strategies and fuelings and things that you can consider and maybe add to your current routine or try something new to help optimize your performance and your recovery and in your ability to continue to progress in the gym or your sport or in your exercise classes or just being generally active and you know if you're going on hikes and just getting moving like this is kind of the podcast for you of like what do we need to eat before then what do we need to eat after then how do things change depending on your training and what activities you're doing and you know how long beforehand you're eating before you go into your workout there's a lot of different things that can go into pre and specifically pre-workout nutrition strategies, but also post-workout nutrition. So the goal of today is, is not to, to pinpoint and dial in specific things that you should be eating at every hour before you go into your, your, your workout or whatever it is that you're doing. It's more to just give general concepts, ideas. And what I want from you is for you to implement and try some of these different things that we talk about today. See what works for you. Kind of check in with yourself and audit like what you're actually doing before and after your workouts right now and, and maybe compare that to see if there's anything that we can improve or add on or or maybe try to confirm whatever bias that we have going into our workouts right now and what we're doing already. Nutrition and our fitness, like yes, it 100% can be very um, nuanced. It can be very individualized specifically to you. And at the end of the day, these things that we're going to talk about, they're not going to be individualized to you. You're the person that's going to have to implement these things, implement these changes, try different things to see what works for you and to see if something sticks and if something makes something makes more sense for you in your current situation and in, in your life with your exercise routine. So it's really hard to be super individualized on this kind of podcast with, you know, everybody has different needs and schedules and, and expectations and goals. The goal today is just to kind of give you some fundamentals, talk about what goes into the thought process of like, what do we need to have before our workouts? How long should we eat? Or sorry, how long in advance should we eat before our workouts? How do um, recommendations change the quicker we get or the closer we get to the workouts that we're going to be doing? What is post-workout nutrition? What do we need to consider? What do we need to get in? What's the anabolic window? Should we be training fasted? Is that better for fat loss? Like the goal today is just to kind of provide a recap, talk about a little bit what's in the literature, talk about some textbook stuff. And not to say that I'm going to be sitting here reading from a textbook, but just things that work for people and, and giving you the, the backstory as to why some of these recommendations exist today. So without further ado, let's start with our pre-workout nutrition. And I think before we get started, the the style and the format that I want to go through today is we'll talk about pre-workout. We'll talk about maybe intra and, and post-workout nutrition, some of the recommendations, why why we think that way, why they're important, what we need to consider when we're creating meals and snacks and things around you know, the exercise and the training that we are doing. And then we're going to go through somewhat of a, of a common question that I came up with um, on things that a lot of people ask me, more real life, real world, situational kind of things that I think will help recap everything that we talk about um, in the beginning of the podcast. So I might sound repetitive a little bit here and there, but we're going to try and get the main points across today. So pre-workout nutrition, 
is essentially, it's kind of defined as the food and the nutrition that you put in your body one to three or four hours before you go into your exercise or your training session. And the main goal of our pre-workout nutrition strategies is to A, supply energy and to help replenish glycogen stores so we can prevent um, fatigue during the exercise or whatever sport or whatever whatever movements that we're doing. It's to help give us energy to get the most out of whatever exercise and training session that we are going into. And with that, it can also, you know, dialing in our pre-workout nutrition strategies it can also improve our performance and our output. And there's a lot of different things that can go into pre-workout nutrition. But what I want to touch on and talk about more specifically are the three different macronutrients and kind of the importance of each as we talk about pre-workout nutrition specifically. And we can't talk about pre-workout nutrition without talking about carbs or carbohydrates because carbs are our body's preferred energy source. And yes, I know you know somebody, I know somebody, we all know the people out there who are doing the keto, who are doing the low carb, who are doing things that are somewhat against traditional practices and recommendations that a lot of sports dietitians and, and healthcare professionals would make for people and what the textbooks say. And, and yes, those anecdotes can be true and people can do really well with, well with those. But what we're talking about today is what works well for most people and what the literature has shown and what has been implemented and what we're continuing to practice today. We can't talk about optimizing our performance without talking about carbohydrates because carbs are essential for our performance, whatever we're doing, right? Like if we're just thinking and working throughout the course of the day, sure. But going on walks, going on runs, doing our HIIT training, going in lifting, doing resistance training, whether you're a power lifter, are you doing more team sports stuff? Like carbs are essential for all performance activities. And I want you to remember that and take that home with you today. Because there's a lot of demonization around carbs and it's it's so popular in our media to, to talk about how carbs can make us fat, carbs aren't necessary, carbs are X, Y, and Z and why you could cut and eliminate some of them from your diet when in reality carbs are going to be one of the most important things when we're getting the most out of our performance and our training sessions and our recovery at the end of the day as well. So whether you're doing high intensity training, you're doing more endurance training, you're training for your sport carbs are going to be so important. They're really going to be the most important thing when it comes to our pre-workout nutrition or what we eat prior to our workouts. And some things can kind of impact how many carbs we eat and you know what we utilize our carbs for and what energy sources we're using depending on what exercise you are doing. But the duration of the exercise that you are doing impacts the amount of glycogen that's used for energy during whatever exercise that you're doing. Now, what I mean by that is the limiting factor in your performance or your workouts is going to be your carbohydrate availability. And when you hear people saying like, oh, I hit the wall or felt shitty at the end of my workout, I couldn't get the last reps in, I you know, couldn't finish that last mile, like a lot of times people lack glycogen stores, they deplete them, they use all the carbs, they use all the energy in their body and their body's just running on fumes at that point. So carbs are essential because they can help replete and top off our glycogen stores before we go into whatever exercise that we're doing, which is what is going to help us get more out of the exercise and 
the output that we're trying to that we're trying to get with whatever exercise that we are doing. Now, carbs are really fucking important. The other two macronutrients, protein, fat, I'm not going to say they're not important, but they aren't as important as getting in carbs and timing those carbs before you go into your workout. Now, the role of protein, there's a lot of roles of protein, but really the one we hear the most of is its involvement in in us building muscle and, and stimulating this muscle protein synthesis, right? We have our, our exercise, our stimulus, we're in the gym, we're resistance training, we're breaking down our muscle. We have our protein after our workout, and this allows our muscles to rebuild, get bigger, change our body composition, et cetera. But protein consumption matters more. It, it matters a lot, right? But it matters more after your workout and it matters more about your total consumption over the course of the day instead of how much protein you're eating before you go into a workout. So eating protein before you go into workout, honestly, it kind of depends on your individual tolerance and you know with the, the time frame that you're eating prior to you going into your workout because protein is harder to digest and you're not using necessarily the proteins from the amino acids that you get before a workout as your primary fuel source for that workout. That's going to come from carbs. So eating protein right before your workout is not, it's not the most important thing, nor is it necessary in certain situations. And sometimes it can actually be a detriment if you're eating a whole chicken breast an hour before you go into the gym and you're still trying to digest that and you feel just super blah going into your workout. So protein is important. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with our post-workout nutrition, but it's not as important in carbs. And honestly, same as fats. You know, fats are digested in their... They're slowly digested and they're they're absorbed a little bit slower than our carbs and and our proteins too. And there's different types of fats. We have our long chain triglycerides, our medium chain triglycerides, LCT, MCTs. But really, at the end of the day, what I want you to remember is we need to limit our fat consumption at least an hour to an hour and a half before whatever workout or you know training session that we are going into. So when it comes to timing of pre-workout nutrition, if we are eating 30 minutes to an hour before we go into that workout, this is, I like to, I like to compare this to my morning workout people, people who go to the gym first thing in the morning, we're, you know, waking up and within 30 minutes of us waking up and getting into the gym or going into our garage and working out. We really want to focus on eating quick and digesting, or sorry, quick digesting um, carb sources, things like fruit, a banana, apple, things like some dry cereal, granola, rice cakes, um, granola bars or energy bars, even, you know, having maybe a small smoothie, totally okay, Um, applesauce packets, things that are primarily carbs, things that are easy to digest and things that don't have a fuck ton of fiber that's going to sit in your stomach as you're going into whatever workout you're going to do. Um, If you're eating, again, less than 30 minutes before a workout, maybe a smoothie, maybe it's some applesauce, maybe it's nothing at all. If you're first thing in the morning, we're going to talk about training fasted versus not training fasted. Um, But I, I just want you to remember, if you're eating 30 minutes to an hour before your workout, we really want to focus on some easy to digest carbs 
something that was popular was jelly beans. I think I saw it on Instagram, but people are just slamming jelly beans or Skittles before going to, into a workout. Theoretically, yes, like that could work because those are very simple sugars. They break down pretty damn easily. And it can, it could be something that can top off your glycogen stores and give you a little bit of energy going into your workout. Now, if we're talking about eating two to three hours prior to your workout, maybe this is my people who work out later in the morning or in the afternoon or after they get off work, eating a balanced meal is hundred percent. Okay. Like having some carbs is going to be super important. Your brown rice, your, maybe it's some pasta, maybe it's some white rice, having a whole protein source is great. Um, you know, having a serving of fat is totally fine too. So if we're talking about a balanced meal, if we're looking at our plate, where's our carb source, where's our protein source? Do we have a little bit of fat, some fiber? All of those are going to be okay because that three hours leading up to your workout, you're going to be able to digest that food that you eat because it's going to be a larger amount of food and it's going to be okay going into your workout. And that is going to be honestly what your body pulls from and uses for a lot of the stuff that you're going to be doing during your workout. So carbs, again, whole wheat, you know, breads or grains or brown rices could be regular bread, could be pasta, rice, quinoa, uh, beans, where your, where's your carb source? Also, where's your protein source? Maybe it's eggs, chicken, ground beef, your turkey, fish, your salmon, like having a protein source is going to be great too. Now, if we just do a little quick recap on pre-workout in general, two to three hours before our workout, we just talked about, hey, having a carb, having a protein, having a fat source is going to be good. That could look like an omelet, whole grain toast, your English muffin, your avocado, your fruit, having some butter on your toast. Having a bigger meal is 100% okay. Or, or maybe it's in the afternoon, you have a sandwich, you have some you know, whole wheat bread, you have your meat, you have your cheese, mayo mustard, you little veggies, side salad. Maybe you have some fruit with that, 100% okay. Or even if you have a regular lunch, if you're working out at, let's say, 4, 4.30 and you know your lunch is at 1 o'clock and you have your lean protein source, you have your carb, you have your veggie, that's going to be 100% okay. If we're eating two hours or less, let's say like one to two hours before your workout, having a protein smoothie would be good, right? This is when we're going to talk about having less fat, right? Having a little bit more carb and protein focused meal. So protein smoothie, you have your bananas, your berries, your mangoes, your pineapple, maybe a little bit of protein powder, scoop of protein powder in there, some milk, almond milk, totally okay. Or even cereal and milk or some oatmeal and oatmeal and protein powder and a side of fruit, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, whatever kind of maybe sandwich, simple sandwich you prefer within one to one to two hours of your workout, having a protein, having a carb is going to be okay, but we don't want that big meal before we go into our workout. So a little bit smaller meal. And then if we're talking about an hour or less, you know, 30 minutes or less, having something that's very quick, very easy to digest, something super simple, carbs primarily, carbs only, that's going to be kind of a good thing to remember as we do go into our pre-workout nutrition plan. So let's move on to post-workout nutrition because I'm already looking at my clock. I'm 15 minutes. I wanted this damn episode to be less than 25 minutes, but we're going we're gonna to work through it. When we talk about post-workout nutrition, our ultimate goal, number one priority is to repair the muscle breakdown that's happened from whatever exercise bout that we've done and to recover from whatever exercise that we just did, right? To be able to recover from that and go into our next training session, our next exercise, fully recovered, feeling good, 
ready to make more adaptations. And ideally, you know, we can eat hour to two hours after our workout. That's awesome. You know, and this brings up this idea of like the anabolic window, which is this concept of like, hey, you need to have protein right after your workout because that's when your body's asking for all the nutrients in the food and the amino acids to rebuild the protein. That's when you're going to maximize that, you know, recovery process. At the end of the day, that's been debunked. And we've realized that that eating window is a lot longer than when we once thought it was or what we once thought it was. This idea of like, hey, after you put your dumbbell down on the last set, you need to go and you need to get your protein powder and you need to have some milk or some water with that and you need to slam that down or else you're gonna shrivel up into a raisin and you're gonna lose all your gains. It's not what happens, okay? And actually, it's it's total consumption of protein over the course of the day is gonna be more important than what 20 or 30 or 40 grams of protein we get immediately after our workout. So if you're eating within an hour or two hours after your workout, Make sure you have a protein source. That is going to be probably the most important thing when it comes to your post-workout nutrition. And also, honestly, carbs are going to be something that's super important for us as well because carbs can actually be protein sparing, which means they can inhibit muscle protein breakdown. And getting 20, 30, 40 grams of carbs after, you know, maybe it's an hour or two hours after your workout, it's going to help with that recovery process and it's going to replenish your glycogen stores and kind of help you get back to that place that we want to be after your workout, which is having enough resources, having enough energy for your body to start repairing and rebuilding whatever was broken down during that workout. So carbs and protein together are going to be super important after our workout. And a lot of times people think that it's just protein is the most important thing, which yes, Protein is really fucking important and we need it after our workouts, but carbs are important as well. And that's also a piece of the puzzle that, that can make our recovery and our, that recovery process that much more optimal. So we can go into our next workout feeling better and in, in a better shape. So now one question that I get a lot that we see a lot is, is it better to have a protein supplement or shake or premier protein or something that's super easily digestible after your workout? Or is it better to have a meal or can I do both? Like, does it even matter? There's, there's some pros to both. You know, if you talk about a protein supplement, a protein powder, something that's a protein shake pre-made, what that can do is it can get those amino acids really quickly into the blood. And in situations where food is not available and you're looking for convenience and you know you're not going to be able to eat for another maybe two hours or three hours after your workout, having that protein shake is going to be really important. It's going to help kind of give your body those amino acids that it's somewhat asking for after your workout. It's going to hold you over until you are able to get a full meal in. Now, eating whole protein foods is also awesome. And it's it's probably what I would recommend more if we have both options on the table, right? If you get working done working out in the morning, we can have our eggs, we can have, you know, some meat, we have our chicken, we have our fish, our turkey, our beef, whatever it is, and we can have our protein source from food. We have a full meal after that. That is just as good. And, and if it's possible, it might even be, I don't even want to say it's better, but the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to be more important about total protein consumption that we eat over the course of the day, 
instead of how much protein we have immediately after our workout. Now, both both can complement each other for sure. But when we look at making progressions, making muscle gains, recovering optimally, research has shown that it's far more important to hit your total protein goal for the day instead of just only hyper-focusing on your post-workout nutrition strategy. Now, is part of meeting your total protein goal for the day potentially complemented by getting a protein shake and some of that supplement or that food immediately after your workout? Absolutely, 100%. But it's the total amount of protein over the course of the day that's going to be the most important thing that we need to consider when we're recovering and we're you know, making progressions in the exercises that we're doing and when we're trying to change our body composition. And if, you know, you don't know how much protein we're supposed to be eating over the course of the day, a good starting point would be 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. So take your weight, multiply that by 0.8, and that's going to give you kind of a, a bottom and starting number of grams of protein per day that you could be shooting for that you could be, you know, incorporating into your day-to-day routine. So carbs are important. Protein is super important. I think we need to talk about fats real quick and and also hydration. Um, Fats, when we talk about post-workout nutrition, you know, fats, they aren't going to replenish our glycogen stores. They're not going to help rebuild our muscle. But what fats can do post-workout is they can help keep you more satiated and more satisfied, you know, after your workout and throughout the course of the day. So when you go and you have a balanced meal, maybe you have some butter, you cook in some oil, you you have an avocado, like you have a fat source, maybe you add nuts or seeds to your smoothie, that's going to help that digestion slow down and it's going to keep you a little bit more satiated, you know, the next couple hours. And that could be beneficial for a lot of people. Maybe you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to adhere to a calorie deficit, you want something post-workout that's going to Top off your, replenish your glycogen stores, give you enough protein, but also something that's going to keep you more satiated and full, including fats in your post-workout plan could be a really important thing for you too. But it's not as important as getting in protein or carbs post-workout. And talking about hydration for a second, you know, water, (laughs) staying hydrated and, and drinking enough water over the course of the day, it's so damn important. And Almost all the weight lost during your workouts or your training sessions come from fluid. And the goal after our workouts need to be to replace the water and the electrolytes that we've lost during whatever exercise bout that we've just done. And just a good rule of thumb, I want you to think about drinking at least 20 ounces of water um, after your workout has concluded. You know, drinking water, some electrolyte stuff during your workout is totally fine, but... I just want you to think, how can I get 15, 20 ounces of water in after my workout? And that could be kind of a good rule of thumb in addition to the food side of things that we've been talking about um, so far. So as we talk about some real world stuff now, you know, your needs and your pre post workout considerations, they're going to vary and they're going to depend on things like the intensity and the style of workouts that you're doing or the duration of the workouts that you're doing, or your gender and your body composition and your training styles and the environment that you live in, right? Like somebody training outside in Florida in August, it's <laughs> their fluid and their electrolyte needs and their pre-post-workout needs are going to differ from somebody who's training inside in a cool environment, you know, in Northern California and is only training for an hour and is not breaking as much of a sweat. 
So different environmental things can also influence, you know, what is optimal for our pre and post workout in our intro workout fueling plan. And if you train fasted, man, I will, we'll go there right now because you know, training fasted has been a very popular thing, especially in the weight loss community and people trying to lose weight and improve their physique and their, their body composition, this idea of training fasted in the morning. So you're going to burn more fat because you know, your body doesn't have any energy. So it's just going to pull from your fat stores. There's not as much truth to that as we think there is. But what I want to say right now is if you are fasting before your workout, which again is a hundred percent. Okay. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not shitting on people who are fasting before workouts. That was something that I used to do for a while um, until I found that I could have a couple applesauce packets or a banana before and I felt better going into my workouts first thing in the morning. You know, training fasted is okay if that's something that works for you and that's what you prefer. But if you are training fasted in the morning or mid-morning, getting in that post-workout carb protein source is going to be more important because you're not having anything introduced beforehand, right? And that quote-unquote anabolic window, you know, the the window of, you know, eating time that you have after your workout is going to be more important because it's something that's really going to help us recover a little bit more optimally and make sure that we're eating enough and getting enough nutrients over the course of the day. So if you are fasting in the morning, two things that I want you to remember are can I get a carb source and is there something that I can do the night before having carbs, you know, before going to sleep, something that's going to give me some carbs before I go to bed so that I can use those for some energy in the morning. Also, what am I eating after my, after my workout? Can I get my smoothie? Can I get my protein shake? Can I have my breakfast? Can I get my food in me after my workout? Because that's going to be more important if you are training fasted. So couple other things I think I wanted to touch on was difference between like endurance exercise, strength training exercise, kind of high intensity resistance training stuff. If you're an endurance athlete, you know, carbs are going to be super important post race or post training session, post run, post whatever aerobic activity that you're doing. 30 to 40 grams of carbs after your workout. Awesome. Get at least 10 to 20 grams of protein with that as well. If you're strength training, you're resistance training, you're doing Orange Theory, you're F45, you're doing some form of higher intensity, you know, interval style training, that same 30 to 40 grams of carbs post-workout, and then 20 to 30 or more grams of protein after your workout is going to be a good rule of thumb as well. Cool. Now I want to kind of just jump into some common, just some questions that I came up with, some things that I help. Some of my clients go through seeing things that I get asked on social media a decent amount and things that are probably relevant to literally everybody that works out. So one of the first questions that I wanted to, to throw out there was, what's the best type of pre-workout snack? And the short answer to that is, it depends, right? So what you eat before a workout depends on how far in advance you're planning to eat and what, I guess, style or what the intensity of your workout is going to entail. So if you're planning to eat, you know, 30 minutes to an hour before a workout, again, I really want you to focus on that easy to digest, um, the, the carb sources, things like fruit, the granola bars, um, applesauce, energy bars, things with carbs in them, things that 
don't have a lot of fiber, don't have a lot of protein, things that are going to be really easy to digest. If you're training one to two hours before a workout, again, let's go for a larger snack, preferably with a mix of, of protein and carbs with that. So if we're thinking, you know, one to two hours before, maybe that looks like a cup of yogurt, right? And, and a handful of fruit or berries or mango or pineapple or banana, could also look like a bowl of oatmeal with protein powder included in that, or maybe a protein smoothie, um, or maybe you're having your oatmeal or cream of wheat with your protein powder, throw in some berries or some fruit with that. One to two hours before you work out, think protein and carb together. And if we are three hours or more you know, away from working out, eating a full meal is 100% okay. Try and get your protein, your carbs, your fat in, just having a normal meal is going to be okay. But getting all three of those macronutrients is going to, A, it's going to hold you over until you go into the gym, but it's also going to ensure that you're getting your protein. It's going to make sure we're eating enough carbs beforehand and that fat is going to help keep us you know, satiated up until that workout that we're going to do. So things like we're having breakfast in the morning, some bread or toast with maybe some nut butter or jelly, hard-boiled eggs, scrambled eggs. Maybe it's a scramble or an omelet. Maybe it's an avocado, half a sliced avocado on your toast. Or if you're eating lunch or even later in the day dinner, having your chicken, your salmon, your beef, your asparagus or your broccoli, your cauliflower, and and your carb source. Maybe it's rice, white rice, brown rice, some pasta, chickpea pasta, beans, something with a carb source. Just look at your plate and ask yourself, do you see a protein source? Do you see a a vegetable? Do you see a carb source? Do you have all those components of, you know, a balanced plate in three to four hours before you work out? That's going to be sufficient enough. Now, the next question is, when should you eat, you know, before workouts? And your pre-workout meal, your pre-workout snack window, it's is going to be based on your personal preference, right? But it's also going to be somewhat dependent on the intensity and the duration of your workout. So if you're having, let's say, a quick 30 minutes, you know, type of workout, you're looking at it on YouTube or you're following your favorite fitness influencers, you know, 30 day challenge and there's 30 minute workouts every single day and that workout's 20 to 30 minutes. Honestly, just having your normal two, three meals over the course of the day and having that small carb snack 30 minutes prior to your workout, that's going to be good enough. If we're talking about, you know, going into a workout that's longer than 30 minutes, maybe it's 45 minutes, an hour, hour 15, you could have a bigger snack, maybe kind of the hour before your workout, in addition to the three meals that you have over the course of the day. And if we're talking about a training session that's longer than 60 minutes, maybe it's an, you know, 75 minutes, 90 minutes, a couple hours, having usually what I see is people doing that later in the afternoon after they've had a full day of eating, but having your balanced meal three to four hours beforehand, having a pre-workout snack an hour to two, your hour or two prior to that run or whatever bout that you're doing CrossFit competition. And then you have your small carb dense snack 30 minutes before your workout. That could be ideal. So you're kind of putting the three together. It's like, where's my meal three or four hours beforehand, having my smoothie or my snack an hour hour and a half before the start of my workout. And then I'm having another banana and slamming a little applesauce packet before I go into my workout. So putting them all together. So the longer you're working out, the more fuel required to 
to kind of fuel with before you go into those workouts to get more out of those workouts at the end of the day. And I want to talk about the training fasted thing again, because I get this question a lot of like, Hey, should I train fasted? Is there benefits to training fasted? Can I burn more fat, you know, training fasted? And to be honest with you, the latest research that we have on, on meal timing and training and, and fasting going into workouts and, and comparing that to non-fasted training when people are specifically working towards fat loss, right? And this is, this is a non-performance type of conversation that we're having right now. This is, I'm strictly talking about, hey, this person, they want, they want to lose fat. They want to lose weight. Their goal is body recomposition. They want to get to a lower body weight. They want to lose some, some fat. What do they need to do? Is it better to train fasted? Is it better to have some energy before you go into your workouts? At the end of the day, the key to fat loss comes from establishing and being in a calorie deficit. It, it, it's not going to come down to whether you train faster or not the days of the week that you choose to work out. So remember, being in a calorie deficit is burning more calories than you consume, right? And doing that over the course of the day, over the course of the week, over the course of the month, like that's the most important factor that we need to consider when we are trying to achieve fat loss. Okay, if you're training fasted, but you're eating a thousand more calories over you know, what your body's burning you're, over the course of the day, you're going to gain weight, whether you're training fasted or not. So I like to always put this back in the person's plate of like, hey, should I train fasted? It's like, hey, what do you prefer? What time of the day do you train fasted? Is it something that you prefer? Do you, do you feel nauseous in the morning? Have you ever tried having any you know, carbs post or before your workout, before you, you know, get up at 6am and go to your, you know, hit workout or the gym or go to your garage. If you prefer training fasted, it's hundred percent. Okay. You know, is it optimal? Maybe not, but we also have to remember that this is always going to be individualized to you, but I, I want you to explore that and ask yourself if you are training fasted, is it for this idea that, Hey, if I train fasted, I don't have any food, so I'm going to burn more calories or I'm going to burn more fat. Or are you doing it because physiologically you just don't feel super awesome eating before you go into a workout first thing in the morning, right? Like ask yourself that question. If if you're telling yourself that you're training fasted because you want to burn more fat and you haven't tried having a banana before you go into the gym or a cutie or an apple or a rice cake or, or any source of carb before going to your workout, it might be worth a shot trying it to see if you can actually get more out of your workouts because at the end of the day, when you can push yourself harder in your sets or get more out of your workouts, like you're going to see more results because of that, not because you're just training fasted and not having any food before you go into your workouts. So just something to think about. And I also challenge those people. This is where I don't, this is where I have the biggest problem when people are trying to train fasted is especially like the intermittent fasting community because that's let's be real like that's just what we see a shit ton of and and a lot of people are doing it and again it's it's a great tool intermittent fasting is a great tool and it's something that works for a lot of people based on their lifestyle and their preferences and i love that for them but it's not for everybody but what happens when i start to see people doing the intermittent fasting and they're training and they're trying to lose weight and they're doing all these things is they start to feel shitty and they start to they start to underfuel a lot and they start to overtrain. And I see this a lot in my boot camp class people, my Orange Theory, my F45, even CrossFit people. We get into this routine where you have your workout at 6 or 6:30 a.m. You train fasted because you don't you're either intermittent fasting or you don't want to eat before your, you know, your workout. Cool. But then you get home, you're still in your fasting window. Maybe you have water, you have some coffee. You don't eat 
three or four hours after that workout, a lot of times these are also the same people who are trying to lose weight and they're cutting calories over the course of the day. So maybe they're eating their protein and their veggie with their lunch. They're maybe snacking a little bit. Their dinner consists of a salad, another meat, protein, or sorry, protein source, a vegetable, not having that many carbs. And they go into their workout the next day, fasted, not having a lot of carbs before, not having a lot of carbs um, from the night before. And you get into this routine, you know, day after day, week after week. And what starts to happen is your body starts to get really fucking pissed off at you, right? And something is going to give at the end of the day because you're asking your body to do more things than what it has resources for, you know? And your body's priority at that point isn't to progress in the gym. It isn't to change your body composition. It isn't to, it isn't to make these adaptations and to get stronger. It's, it's to the point when you're under eating and you're under fueling and you're working out a ton, your body's priority is just getting back to baseline. It's getting back to homeostasis. It's getting back to a point where it can handle that next workout bout. And it's not thinking about how can I progress and continue to make these adaptations to see the results that I'm looking for. So a lot of times that's why people can plateau or they don't see the changes that they want to see in their body composition because they're under fueling. Their body's utilizing their resources. Yes, they're pulling fat, but they're also pulling muscle and they're losing total weight, right? And let's be real. The game that we're trying to play, most of us are trying to play is how can we lose fat? That's really the most important thing to us. Like if I, if I told you, it was like, Hey, are you more important? Is it more important to you to lose 10 pounds of fat or 10 pounds of total weight? Most people are going to be like, I want to lose 10 pounds of fat, right? Like, how do you do that? You eat enough, you know, even within your calorie deficit range, you can plan your pre post workout nutrition around that. You make sure you're eating enough protein over the course of the day and you're not starving yourself and you're not asking your body to do more with less resources. So that's kind of where this argument comes into play is like, Hey, eat more calories, lose more weight because you're getting more out of your workouts at the end of the day. And sometimes it's also easier to adhere to your calorie deficit when you're eating a little bit more because you don't feel so fucking deprived over the course of the week. And then those days that you don't work out and those days that you are off your plan, you're more likely to binge eat, overeat, start that cycle back again on Monday. And that cycle can repeat itself for a long time. So anyway, at the end of the day, training fasted. Okay. That's it's, it's really okay. If somebody tells you that you are not going to get a good workout in because you're training fast and you're not eating anything beforehand, like ignore them, right? Cause you can, you can train fast and you can get great workouts in, but that just emphasizes the importance of having that post-workout protein carb source. And I also challenge you if you're training fasted in the morning, get a carb source or a snack or something with, you know, carbs the night before. So you have some sort of carbs within that 12 hours before you go into your next workout. So Cool. Now, the training fasted is always a popular question. The do I need to, you know, drink a protein shake and eat immediately after my workout? What's the anabolic window? Like that's also another really popular question. And this idea, like, hey, do I need a protein shake, you know, immediately after I work out? When you exercise, what happens is some of the protein in your muscles they get broken down and they're damaged. And our goal is to eat enough protein to prevent muscle breakdown and to promote muscle growth, right? To, to get your body into the state of anabolism where it's building itself up and it's building muscle and, and it's, you're getting stronger and your body makes changes because of that process. But this does not mean, again, that you need to eat 30 minutes or less after your workout. And if you don't do this, you're going to shrivel up into a raisin and you're never going to see any progress because of it. But getting in some, you know, 
post-workout protein source, like that's it's always going to be a good idea. It's always something that I want you to remember. And it's it's going to help you get to your protein goal at the end of the day, which again is the most important thing when we're talking about recovering and building strength and building muscle. It's how can we hit our protein goal over the course of the day? And a lot of times it's, you know, eating after your training session, having a protein source, having your protein bar, having a meal after that, like that's going to help you get to that total, you know, protein goal that we're trying to hit at the end of the day. So I, I think the last thing that I want to talk about is this idea of like, should you be having some Gatorades or should you, should you just stick to water? Like our electrolyte replacements important. The reality of it is, is if you're, if you're exercising in a hot climate and you're sweating a lot and you're exercising for more than an hour, it is a good idea to drink Gatorade or an electrolyte kind of replacement pre-made drink or some of those powders um, to help get you through those workouts. Drinking that during your workout routine is going to be something that can help. But if you are somebody that's just working out for 30 minutes to an hour a day and you're breaking a sweat, but you're eating normally and that's kind of the only activity that you get over the course of the day, drinking water is plenty and drinking that 20 ounces of water after your workout is going to do the job for you. If we think about Gatorade and the vitamin water and the body fuel, like whatever is out there, those sports drink, they have salt, they have potassium, electrolytes, they have um, carbohydrates, sugar, like simple sugar, which are very easy to digest and they give you energy during those long workouts. But if you're not working for more than an hour, you do not need those sports kind of nutrition drinks, those sugary drinks that, and I say sugary drinks, not as that's a bad thing because that's literally the purpose of them. Um, but you do not need that during your workouts. So don't stress that if you're just drinking water and you think you're missing out on electrolytes, no stress. Cool. You know, I kind of want to touch, I keep saying this, but the last thing I want to talk about today is this question on what should you be eating before like HIIT workouts? Because I I say HIIT workouts and the things like the CrossFit and the Orange Theory, um, the F45, Fit Body Boot Camp, like a lot of these, you know, boot camp style workout classes, I love them. They get dumbbells in people's hands. They get people, you know, lifting their they're very aerobic based and they get people moving moving when people might not have done that on their own. And I, I love that. And for those people who are relying primarily on those type of training programs, workouts, those workout classes to get um, their exercise in, we have to remember that these exercise classes, they, they vary a lot in time and intensity and the workouts are different every time. But the biggest thing, you know, if you're trying to work towards fat loss and you're also doing the Orange Theory or the CrossFit or the F45 and your goal is fat loss, eating a balanced diet, eating in a calorie deficit, eating enough carbs, eating enough protein, especially over the course of the day, and then having like these pre-workout snacks that we've talked about already 30 minutes before, having a simple carb, going into your workouts with something in your stomach, that's going to help kind of give you the energy boost that you need and that's going to be sufficient enough but I don't want you to think that you need to start starve yourself and then do a shit ton of hit training to get to the body of your dreams like that's just not how it works like you'll lose some weight on that you'll be miserable your body your body will inevitably fight back if you don't fuel it adequately and practice some of these 
kind of balanced nutrition approaches, eating enough carbs, having enough resources, giving your body the protein for the building blocks to maintain and build the muscle that you're looking for. Just don't starve yourself going into some of these workouts. Okay. And again, if you're doing the orange theory, you're having your three main meals a day, you're having a carb or protein, um, a vegetable at each of those, you're having three of those meals a day. And then before you go to your workout, whether it's at 6am or 5pm, 30 to 60 minutes before that, you have your, you know, your apple or your banana or your applesauce or your energy bar or your rice cake or your dried fruit. Like those are going to be, I think the things that I want you to focus on is like, how can I just get a little bit of carb in me before I go into this workout so I can get a little bit more out of that workout and not hit that wall when you're doing your last push of the day and you're 50 minutes into the class. Okay. So I am going to end the episode on that note. As always, I went over on my time that I allotted for myself prior to starting the episode, but it is what it is. If you listen to this episode today, I hope you take something from it. I hope you learned one thing. I hope you try something new that you haven't been doing already and just start to experiment and find what works for you. That's really the ultimate goal of, of nutrition. It's the ultimate goal of what the podcast was designed to do today. It's, hey, let's expose your mind to these different ideas and then let's tailor that to what fits your lifestyle, what fits your work schedule, what fits your you know, environment and what goals you're working towards. Let's make this work for you. So until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Appreciate you listening today, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.